You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your naturally platinum blonde pop culture connoisseur. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and host with only the hottest tea spilled fresh weekly. For more hot takes, go and give me a follow at Just Plain Zach. I always keep it funny and I always keep it cute. And if you're like me and you want to stay up to date with the latest reality tea, go and give us a follow at No Filter with Zach on the Instagram. Or you can always join our private Facebook group. The link is in the description below what's going on everybody everybody get into it let's get it um i am not sipping some no filter rosé at this moment i am drinking some cafe because it is early in the morning but i had a lot of no filter rosé over the weekend and i had a very very good weekend um slightly annoying but it definitely ended pretty darn well so we'll see maybe i'll spill something on on a, on a future live this week We are going live this Tuesday, 6.30 p.m. Pacific, 9.30 Eastern. We are going live, breaking down Erica Jane's book, Pretty Mess. We did chapters one, two, and three. We did chapters four, five, and six. And this week, we are doing chapters seven, eight, and nine. So make sure you have those read for this Tuesday's lives. We go live on Instagram at No Filter with Zach. So we will be breaking down the next three chapters of Z-Book. If you want to grab a copy, you can definitely get it on Amazon. DM me if you want my affiliate link. That way you can um, definitely support the podcast. But we are breaking it down. 15 chapters total. So we have a couple weeks left. We'll continue to dissect it. If you don't want to buy the book and you don't want to read it, you don't have to. I will recap it on Instagram. It will get uploaded onto the YouTube, youtube.com slash justplainzach, so you can watch it there. A lot of people have chose to not buy the book, but want to watch the recaps. The recaps come every week on the YouTube. We also go live every Thursday, 6.30 p.m. Pacific, 9.30 Eastern, recapping lots of tea. I'll be recapping Salt Lake City, Potomac, and Beverly Hills this Thursday, and whatever new tea breaks between now and then. It should be juicy, baby. Um, I was also on Jacques Peterson's unpopular podcast with some very unpopular opinions. We're talking about the Girardi case. We're talking about Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. We talk a bit about Nicki Minaj and her husband, and it is wild. We also talk a bit about Courtney Stodden my experience working with Courtney Stodden. So you're going to want to tune in to that unpopular with Jacques Peterson available on iTunes and Spotify. So wherever you listen to your podcast, go and check out Jacques Peterson's podcast. We have a lot to break down this week. A lot of good, juicy, a lot of good tea. A lot of like some fun, fictitious stuff, but like some also like juicy baby stuff. This Wednesday, I'm also going to be doing a another Girardi tell-all sort of episode. Um, I asked for people to send in their experiences, either knowing, meeting, or working with the Girardis. So we're going to be diving into those this Wednesday. It's going to be juicy. We have some pretty exciting tales and some pretty hot takes. So get ready for that. But until then, be sure to go and order some of my Housewives Watching Wine. It is available at nofilterwine.com. It is a fizzy Housewives-inspired rosé, packing a punch at 14% alcohol by volume, but less than a gram of sugar. So you will be getting Liddy City, but you shouldn't be too hungover the next day. Please head over to nofilterwine.com. That's nofilterwine.com to stock up on your Housewives-inspired rosé. It's perfect for housewives watching, perfect for watching parties, perfect for weekend uh, weekends full of Liddy City debauchery like I had this past weekend. All right, what are we breaking down today? Because we have a lot to break down. 
Ugh, sorry, I dropped my phone. Um, okay, so today we are going to be breaking down Cynthia Bailey's exit from Real Housewives of Atlanta, Tiffany Moon versus Erica Jane, because Tiffany Moon is coming out and she's like, hold up, wait a minute, Am I know all about anesthesia and putting people under with a, a, a TBI, traumatic brain injury. We also have Sutton Strack, who apparently hired security guards while filming Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, which I think is personally hilarious. Kyle and Amanda got married from Summer House, but they're not the couple we're all talking about from Summer House. And then Bethany Frangel has spoken out and she is clarifying the remarks that she made about Erica and Tom and what Dennis actually told her. So let's dive in. First up, congrats to Kyle and Amanda. They have finally gotten married. Our two, the longest standing relationship on Summer House, they have officially tied the knot. And we had some really fun photos of the cast at the wedding. It looked like a lot of fun. I'm sad that I wasn't invited. I would have loved to have been there. I would have loved to have climbed Carl. I would have loved to have made out with Luke, even though I know he would probably end up ghosting me and just ruining my life and make me sad forever. But... That's my type. The couple everybody is talking about, though, is not Kyle and Amanda. Even though they looked great, she looked gorgeous, he looked like a cutie patootie, and it looked like so much fun with lots of lover boy. However, everyone is talking about Paige and Craig, Craig from Southern Charm. I don't know if I'm pretty sure Austin was in attendance, but I'm not entirely. I'm pretty sure Austin was at the wedding. I don't remember seeing any photos of him, but then again, there were a lot of photos and a lot of people. However, there was a very cute photo of Paige and Craig. And there have been rumors sur surfacing that these two are possibly dating. We don't, there's no real confirmation that they are dating. Neither of them have come forward, but they posted some, it looks like photo booth photos of them. And, you know, she's like in front of him and he's there and he has like his arm wrapped around her. And they just like, they look like a cute couple. And this could be a way she posted on her Instagram. He didn't post anything on his Instagram. But it looks like this may be a way of them possibly confirming that they are dating or talking or there's a situation-ish. They look like a hot couple. And I am like, wow, I want that sex tape to leak. Get an OnlyFans because I want to watch that. They look like a very hot couple, but also I'm like, do I ship them or is this like a, a sinking ship and we know it's going to crash and burn at some point? It's probably going to crash and burn at some point. I don't envision them being together long term, but I love them together. They look so cute together. I think I like them together more than I like her and Carl together. Dare I say it? But thoroughly enjoying them. I mean, very attractive couple. I know a lot of people are also speculating that she may have gotten a boob job. She looks hot. She looks great. Her boobs look incredible. So whether they are new or fake or real or whatever the case may be, she looks incredible. And if Ed Craig is, Craig is getting to enjoy them, then, you know, more power to him. I'm going to send them some no filter rosé. That way they can get Liddy City and have a good night. Yeah. Wow. Congrats to Kyle and Amanda. Also, Cynthia Bailey has announced that she is leaving Real Housewives of Atlanta. Is anybody really surprised? There have been rumors surfacing that Cynthia is leaving and that Portia is leaving and that Sheree will be returning to Real Housewives of Atlanta. Cynthia Bailey, I mean, is anybody really sad to see her go? I mean, I guess we all kind of need like a voice of reason sort of person on the cast to kind of keep the balance of things. I'm not heartbroken to see her go, to be honest. She was, you know, she was fun. She was cute. But I just I don't think she really brought much. Again, I have share, shared that I am newer to Real Housewives of Atlanta. Um, I started Atlanta, OC and Potomac all last year for the first time. So I am catching up. 
So Cynthia Bailey, from what I've seen so far, has not been all that exciting. But from what I've heard, she's also not that like groundbreaking. That's why a lot of people were like, why is she on the All- the All-Stars now titled Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip spinoff show that's coming to Peacock later this fall? People were disappointed that they brought her in. Again, you need people that are going to be like a, a softer, tamer voice of reason. I was looking up like some really good juicy gifts of her to post her exit and there apparently weren't many. So that tells me she probably didn't bring much to the show, but she has announced she's like, oh, you know, after after much consideration, I've decided to not return to Real Housewives of Atlanta, which means she probably got fired. And we don't know what's going on with Portia. I'm suspecting that Portia may be holding out for more money. And that's why she hasn't signed her contract. And that's why she's like teasing that she might be leaving the show. We don't know what the situation actually is, though. We don't know who's coming back. No casting has been confirmed, but that's just what we're hearing so far. So Portia may be on her way out as well. I also heard that Kenya might be quitting the show. I don't think Kenya is quitting the show. That was another rumor that surfaced over the past week. I don't think Kenya is quitting the show. I think Kenya is going to ride this out as long as she can, and she brings the mess. So why not? But see you later, Cynthia. I'm sure you had a great run, and I'm sure there will be some people that will miss you very, very much, girl. All right, what do we want to talk about next? Uh, Let's talk about Sutton's track. So it's now been reported by Hollywood Life, I believe, that Sutton's track ended up getting security. Like she pulled a whole Giselle on Potomac at the reunion moment, and she had security on on call or like on at the tapings with her around Erica for the remainder of the season, for the remainder of filming of season 11 of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I kind of love this story only because um, it is very like Giselle when she brought her security guard to the reunion. I mean, to be fair, Monique and Candace got into a physical altercation so, so she could be a little more like, okay, I brought a security guard because Monique is known for being, you know, violent and she can possibly attack me if she doesn't like what I have to say. Fine, Giselle, I'll give you that. It was a stretch. We knew Monique wasn't going to attack you. We knew Monique wasn't going to get physical on you. But fine, we'll give you that moment. In this case, I just think it's kind of comical and funny. And I think Sutton may have done it for that reason. Like, was is Erica actually, like, when has Erica ever been known to be violent? When have any of the Beverly Hills housewives ever been known to be violent or to raise hands? I mean, aside from like Brandy Glanville, There haven't been any, oh, I guess Lisa Rinna when she broke the glass at Kim Richards, but like nobody really gets physical in Beverly Hills aside from Brandi Glanville. You know, she tried to, you know, she was like, I'll, I'll knock your teeth out with my crutches and all. And she threw the wine at Eileen and she slapped Lisa Vanderpump. So if anybody, Brandy's been the only one that's ever really gotten physical, but nobody else on Beverly Hills has ever gone there. Like Erica will cut you with her words, but she's not going to clock you. At least I don't think she would. I mean, do we think that she's that gangster? Is she that gangster bitch? I don't know. I think she likes to think that she's that gangster bitch, but she, I mean, I'm pretty sure she could throw a punch if she really wanted to, but is she going to? That's probably not her. Sutton being, you know, the wealthy, haughty, you know, uptight, nose in the air, pinky in the air sort of Beverly Hills housewife to be expected. I I secretly loved it. I wish we would have gotten to see that on the show. Maybe we will. I believe we only have like one or two episodes before the finale, though. But we'll see if that actually becomes part of the storyline this season. I would love to have a fourth wall breaking moment and then have the women react to being like, Satin, really, you brought like a security guard. I love it for the mess of it. I love it for the shade of it. I love it for 
her just kind of, you know, wanting a moment and her owning this moment and being like, Erica threatened me, so I need security. I love it for that. I don't think she actually needs a security guard, though, but I don't think she really believed that her life was in danger in any way. And if it was, or if she did believe that, then, you know, I'm sorry, girl. I'm sorry you had to feel that way, but I don't. I mean, let's be real. Is Erica really going to clock you? Like, what's she going to do? Throw one of her, you know, Louboutins at you? These is bloody shoes, which is a whole different thing when it comes to the Girardis. Those are some real bloody shoes. But yeah, I look forward to the reunion now. I hope she brings her security guard to the reunion. I hope we get to see it the same way we got to see Giselle. Again, hilarious. Bravo, if you're listening to this, please re-edit the last couple of episodes left in this season so that we can see the whole mess unfold. Please and thank you. Okay, there is the Tiffany Moon and then there's the Bethany Frankel. Let's start with Tiffany Moon. So Tiffany Moon was like, okay, I saw Erica's telling of the uh, anesthesia and I believe Tiffany Moon is an anesthesiologist, anesthetician. I don't, I don't know the proper terminology, but I believe she's one of the ones that administers the anesthesia when you go under when you have surgery. So Erica, in the most recent episode of Beverly Hills, talked about how you know Tom was supposed to have surgery on his ankle after the car accident, and they were going to have to put him under. And it's you know worrisome for somebody of that age and for somebody that had just had a T- TBI, which is a traumatic brain injury. And so Erica's like, so we decided to not have the surgery for those reasons because we didn't want him to be put under. Tiffany Moon came out and she's like, hold up, wait a minute. This is my area of expertise. And I'm telling you, that's not true. We operate on people with TBIs all the time. It makes things a little more complicated, but it's still possible to perform surgery on somebody that has suffered a traumatic brain injury. Very possible. And so everyone's sharing that around and being like, ooh, look at Tiffany Moon is calling Erica a liar. I mean... Two sides of the Tiffany Moon of it all. One, I love Tiffany Moon, and I thought she was the best thing on Real Housewives of Dallas. And I, you know, definitely wanted to see the show come back and wanted it to come back with her. I was a big fan of Tiffany Moon's. This does feel a little thirsty, um, her kind of jumping into something that doesn't really involve her, but her commenting on it. However, she does do a lot of TikTok videos, which this was a TikTok video that she posted. So... You know what? I don't hate the girl for for being a little thirsty and for trying to capitalize off of the moment, especially when that's her level of expertise. I'm going to give her, you know, props to Tiffany Moon for taking this moment and, you know, keeping herself relevant now that Dallas has been canceled and she doesn't have that platform. So props to Tiffany. Love Tiffany. And I think she's right. You know, she definitely is the expert here. I'm no expert when it comes to surgeries, but she... From what she said, she's like, it is possible, but the situation does become a little more complicated if somebody has had a traumatic brain injury. So I get where she's coming from with that piece. Does this mean that Erica is lying? Again, not necessarily. I know everybody wants to nitpick and pick apart every single thing that she says and dissect every single sentence. But like, because I was thinking about this, Tom Girardi is the same age as my great-grandmother, She's had moments where, you know, she's had to be in and out of the hospital and have surgeries and all of that stuff, not recently, but in the past. And I know, especially, you know, with my grandmother, it's her mother, her great, my great grandmother, it's my grandmother's mom. She was very particular and very sensitive with a lot of these things of like, mom, you know, if you are going to the doctor, you know, like, like let's, you know, make sure we're taking precautions. Let's make sure, you know, like she, when you have a relative that is in their 80s, especially after being in a car accident and hitting their head, 
is it un is it that far fetched that we are being a little more cautious of that? Like to me, it was a non life threatening surgery, so it wasn't a surgery that he needed necessarily. A broken ankle will heal on its own. It may take a little longer without the surgery, but. Like, why would you operate on an ankle if there is a risk by putting them under after a traumatic brain injury? Tiffany Moon didn't say that there wasn't a risk. She just said that it makes the operation a little more complicated. Um, Obviously, age is also a big factor. Tom is in his 80s. Like, that's a, you know, that's an elderly person to be, you know, after hitting their head to then be put into surgery. Like, I just think when somebody gets a lot older, like I'm thinking of my great grandmother, who's around that age, if she had gotten into a car accident, hit her head, and there was the possibility of her having to have a couple of extra weeks with the ankle taking a little longer to heal or putting her under and helping it heal a little faster, I would be like, well, you're where, where the fuck are you going? Where are you going to be dancing at the club? No, you can be home and you can chill and you can let this leg heal because we don't like you need to take every precaution that you can at your age. And is it the best idea for you to be going under? That's probably a conversation between Tom Girardi's doctors and Tom Girardi's family or whoever was making that decision. Obviously, we know Erica was the one that made that decision and was like, we're going to opt out of this surgery. It's a non-life-threatening surgery. If it was something that, you know, if he needed to be put on life support or if there was like a, a much major accident where they needed to perform emergency surgery and they needed to put him under, I think those circumstances are a little bit different. But in this case, I don't know if I necessarily feel like it was surgery that was necessary. Like, are you really going to take that risk for something that's not really that serious? Probably not. I don't think it's far-fetched. Some people would make that decision. I think some people would be a little extra cautious. And in this case, it looks like Erica was just being a little extra cautious. So to me, that video wasn't that incriminating. I'm glad that Tiffany Moon, you know, spoke out and shared her expertise. I think it was great for Tiffany because it definitely was a nice viral moment that everybody's talking about. And this is her area of expertise. Like, this is her realm. This is her world. So I'm not that, to me, it's not that groundbreaking. I think Erica's story still checks out in this case. But, you know, props to Tiffany Moon. Bethany Frankel has also come out and is clarifying her remarks in regards to what she said on her podcast a couple weeks ago about Tom Girardi and Bethany's ex Dennis. Dennis worked in the legal lending world and disclosed to Bethany that Tom Girardi had been taking out, had been borrowing a lot of money and hadn't paid back a lot of his money and had owed people a lot of money, especially in that bank lender world. Bethany went on her podcast and she was like, oh, look at everybody. Everybody in that legal lending world knew that he was having some financial issues because he was taking out a lot of money and he wasn't paying a lot of money back. They also knew that Erica was a really big spender. So Bethany then clarified, so it went everywhere. It went viral. It's like, oh, Bethany says that everybody knew about the Girardis and what Tom was doing for all these years. Not necessarily. They just, people in the bank lending world knew that Tom was having some financial issues, but they didn't know to what extent he was not paying clients their settlement money or the full details or the full scope. Bethany didn't say that that's what everybody knew. So because it went all over the place, and I'm pretty sure Bethany also heard from Erica's lawyer, Bethany has clarified, she says, I don't quote unquote know Erica Jane. 
I've met her and we've done this sort of Instagram thing and she was at my house doing the crossover housewives episode. I have no idea if she knew about Tom's actions. I know nothing about their marriage, nothing about their life. We're not all experts on someone else's lives. I knew that I knew. I knew that I told people this this is about like some people, you know, you know that their husbands are cheating on them. Maybe their spouses don't know or maybe they don't want to know. So she's saying she knew that Tom had money issues because that's what Dennis disclosed to her. She shared that information with Kyle. She shared that information with Andy Cohen. But again, I think that's actually a lot more common than we realize is that a lot of these women are spending well beyond their means. They don't have the money or the resources that they portray on the show. And it's a lot of smoke and mirrors. Like when Bethany first gave the interview to, I believe it was Money Magazine back in like 2017, 2018-ish. Yeah, I think it was around then. And she said that, a lot of the housewives were living beyond their means. I remember thinking immediately, Sonia, Ramona, like a lot of those women that without the show, do they still have all of the money that they are flashing on the show? I think Beverly Hills, I don't know how much of the Beverly Hills housewives actually have real money, but in this case, she's saying that she knew that there were financial issues. She knew that Erica was a big spender and that she was living beyond her means and at some point the money may run out. So... She's clarifying that she doesn't know her personally. She doesn't know the inner workings of their marriage or anything beyond what she has heard about in the streets, word on the street. But tis what it is. That is what Bethany is saying. She's clarifying it on her podcast, Just Be, because she is just be. Just be honest. Be strong. Tis what it is. That's what Bethany has had to say. I interpreted it that way from the beginning. So to me, this is really nothing new. I think she's clarifying it because some people were taking it out of context and saying that this means that Bethany and Andy and Kyle and everybody, everybody knew that Tom was scamming people. And that's not actually the case. Wow, this was a very, very short episode of, of Hashtag New Filter with Zach Peter. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that's juicy or groundbreaking. I would comment on Salt Lake City or Potomac, but I haven't watched them yet. They just came out last night, and I had a date yesterday. And yeah, so yeah, that's all I'm going to say is I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. But I did tape Jacques Peterson's podcast, which is really juicy. So definitely go and check that out. And yeah, this weekend we're going live Tuesday night, Thursday night upload broadcasts get uploaded to the YouTube this Wednesday. I am doing the Girardi. Wow. I've never had an episode this short where we broke down all of the news, but there wasn't anything like super. There was a lot to talk about, but nothing like super juicy baby to like dissect or dive into. But I hope you enjoyed this like fun little mini episode. I think this Wednesday's episode is going to be a little bit longer of an episode, so it'll balance out. All right, guys, I'll talk to you tomorrow night live on Instagram this Tuesday. Ciao for now. Thank you for listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your naturally platinum blonde podcast connoisseur. Um, give me a follow at Just Plain Zach if you want to keep up with me and my life and all the funny little crazy dances and stuff that I do and share. It's always a good time at Just Plain Zach. Sometimes we do live after parties after the Instagram lives on the podcast account, which is at No Filter with Zach. So go and give that a follow. Join our private Facebook group if you want to. If you're listening to this on iTunes, please leave me a five-star review. They really do help. And a lot of the trolls lately have been dragging me in the reviews because they know how much they help. And so they're, drawing, they're bringing down my rating. So please help me bring it back up and leave me a good star review if you are 
a good five-star review if you are enjoying the podcast. If you're watching this on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, hit that like button, leave a comment with what your thoughts were, and hit that bell notification button. That way you always get notified when there is new tea to be spilled. All right, I think that's all I have for you guys. I'm so disappointed this was such a short episode, but it's it's a little quickie. It's a mini. Get ready. This Wednesday, we're going to have a good one and lots more tea to be spilled. Love you guys. I will talk to you soon. Make sure you have your chapters read for book club because we'll be there. We'll be dissecting it all. Love you. Mean it. Ciao for now. Bye.